0: I think when you start out as a small business owner, there's a lot of people that want to tell you what you should be doing, how fast you should be growing, where you should be right now. And if you're not there, well, then you need to pay them to be able to get there. Right. right. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I use services, I offer services to business owners. You offer services to business owners. That's part of, of the deal. At the same time, you need to understand your own.
1: Definition of success. Hey, queens. Yeah, you. You know who you are. God, come on. Go ahead and put that crown on your head. Now tilt a little to the left. Now a little to the right. Perfect. Now let's get to work. Because we know you got big goals. And you got big dreams. And not afraid to let them know. Why? Cause you step into your purpose, you speak out on your faith, and you shift up in your journey. Cause you're a boss. Welcome to the podcast. Drop the expiring act with your host Belly of QueenBayGoals.com, reminding you that you are a queen before anything else. It's your life and your goals. Make it royal. Alright, y'all. Go ahead and work that crown. Hey, Queen Bays. Welcome to another episode of the Drop The Spion Act podcast. Today we have with us Liz Whitehead, who is an entrepreneur of 12.5 and Diversity Mastermind. Hi, Liz. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Bailey. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and those two businesses that I just mentioned?
0: Absolutely. So I started these businesses. They are 12.5 is a business development consultancy. And Diversity Masterminds is an online course. And they're both geared toward helping diverse business owners build business development strategies that leverage their certification as diverse businesses. So a lot of people know that, okay, the federal government is looking for certified women-owned businesses or LGBT businesses or minority-owned businesses, but they don't realize that companies in the private sector have those same goals. And once you get certified there's a whole process for how you leverage that certification, how you make the most of it and actually make it work for you. So diversity masterminds is the first step. It's an online course that shows you step-by-step what you need to do to leverage your certification. And then my 12.5 is a one-on-one consultancy when you need a little more hands-on work.
1: Okay. Awesome. I love it. So I want to talk about what you wrote um, in your intake form. You said you, you started your businesses to help underestimated entrepreneurs succeed and grow. I've never heard anybody say they're trying to help the underestimated. So tell me why that's like a key point in your business and why you chose that.
0: Sure. Well,
1: to do that, I have to go way back. So let's take
0: it. there. um, Yeah. So, um, my story starts. So I tell people that I went to Catholic school and when you m- might not know, but in the, in Catholicism, the clergy people are often referred to as having a calling. So God spoke to them and said, this is what you're called to do. So you're going to have a vow of chastity and serve the poor and be married to me essentially. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I was like that sounds terrifying. I hope I don't have a calling cuz that's a lot of responsibility. Wow. And I know I and I was so worried that I would have a calling. And you know, fast forward to when I started my career and I was looking at jobs, I was like I really want to help people. And people were like, well, you can't really make money at that. Like, that's nice. But what you do is you make the money and then you give back to charity or that's, that's how you do it. So, so I realized I kind of have a calling and it's to, to help people, to be of service to people and, and put my talents to use. So when I was starting my own company, I realized that I've worked in the organizations that certify businesses. So that certify women-owned businesses. I worked both domestically and internationally, and I just realized that I had a lot of knowledge, I had a lot of contacts to bear, and that there's there's a lot of opportunities out there, but companies just weren't able to take advantage of it either because they didn't have the they didn't have the time, the energy, the resources, or the know-how to get it done. So I I started my consultancy first, and then which is great, you know, and so I was able to help people and. See results, but there's only one of me. And you right, you can only help so many people. So I partnered with uh, my business partner, Heather Cox, to develop diversity masterminds. So we have an online course that people can take whenever they want, wherever they want. And then we do a live cohort so that people can learn from their peers as well and get a little extra help with the online course. So we have All these different options that work for a business owner in terms of the information they need when they need it in a way that they can actually absorb it and execute on it.
1: I love that. And I love that you have the option where they're with you in the room, or then they can just take the online course as well. So you can still help more people by having that course. I love that. I want to take us back a little bit because you said you were aspiring for four years before you decided to start these businesses. So take us back to the four years back before you started these businesses. Where were you and why did you decide, OK, it's time for me to not be here anymore?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that story. Yeah,
0: well, I, I think it's similar to a lot of business owners, probably entrepreneurs. I was working for an organization that certified women business owners internationally, and I had all these ideas of ways that we can make it better, ways that we can make it work for the business owner to connect with bigger corporations and really find value. And what I realized was that there's only so much I could do from within the organization, but it took me a long time to kind of get there. I kept thinking, okay, if I do one more thing, if I do this, if I'm just patient enough, then I can really have this big impact. And what really kind of sealed the deal for me was actually having my second child. <laughs> and at that point, it was an international organization, and the higher ups were like, "Okay, we want you to go to Nigeria and South Africa and Costa Rica." Which, don't get me wrong, ten years before sounds was like my dream job. Mm-hmm. But as you know, when you have kids, your priorities change and shift, and. So all of those things came together to kind of kick me out the door (laughs) to to start this. so.
1: So I love that. And I love that you just shifted and you just went right into your business. So tell us, what would you say to somebody who's right now still in that place where they're in a job and they are... They have a calling, like you had a calling, and they're like, there's something more that I'm supposed to be doing, but I feel like I need to still be making the money. I feel like I feel need to get the paycheck. What would you say to that person who has like that same calling, but they're not sure where to go next?
0: Well, I'd say a couple of things. One, the paycheck is important. When you start a business, the unless you start with clients on the hook, you know, there is going to be that ramp up time. I would say if you don't have savings yet, start saving up, at least have six months of your, maybe three months of that. You can live on, you know, Mm -hmm. bare bones while you're getting this up and going, because it's not going to happen as fast as you think it is. The other thing I would say is that nobody's going to give you permission to be great, you know, to, to live your dream. Like no one's going to come and be like, okay, you've put in your time, now it's time for you to live your dream that won't happen you have to give yourself permission to do it
1: i love that i love that that's great advice i actually had one guest who was like she was waiting for that permission and then her husband was like you have it go do it Oh, that's great. She got it. That's great. I I think she just needed an outside person to tell her like she wasn't in a place where she could tell herself. So he told her, go do it. And then she did. And I just love that too. (laughs) So I love that you said that. So this season, we're also talking about royal goals, you guys. And Liz says hers is more, her goals are more focused on being your goals. And you know, we talk about your goals being goals that the things that you want to go after and not the things that your parents think that you should be doing, not that society thinks that you should be doing, not that a spouse should thinks that you should be doing. So tell us how you got into, you know, making sure that you're going after goals that are yours, like truly yours and not what anybody else is saying that you should be doing.
0: Yeah, it's a great question, Valley, because it took a lot of trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you start out as a small business owner, There's a lot of people that want to tell you what you should be doing, how fast you should be growing, where you should be right now. And if you're not there then you need to pay them to be able to get there. Right. right? And you know, don't get me wrong. I use services. I offer services to business owners. You offer services to business owners. That's part of, of the deal. At the same time, you need to understand your own definition of success at first my thing just even with starting my company was like, okay, I need to make enough money to cover our monthly expenses. Like that's what I have to do. And, and then I'll be fine. And then it'll be great. And then I'll have time for like doing the kids stuff and the family stuff. And I'll have a lot more flexibility. Well, what I realized too, you do have flexibility, You have flexibility. You know, I was working from home long before COVID-19 put us all here Mm -hmm. at the same time. I'm working harder, (laughs) you work harder for yourself than you do for other people. You're just in control when you get that work done to some extent. But of course, when you introduce clients and partners into things, then so part of that is like being realistic and managing your expectations. And I, I really had to shift what my expectations were. The other things were like, I would say, in some ways, that the whole concept of like, well, if you're helping people it's too hard to make money. Like you have to charge them. You have to, you know, be hard charging sales happens a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really what I found is that by talking to people, actually offering value to people that I can offer value to, there's plenty of people where certification isn't right for them, or they actually, you know, I've told people, it's like, it sounds like you're doing everything you need to be doing. So short of building a, a different business development team, I think you've got it under control. I think that the, that's one of the things that I learned about sales, that coming at it from a place of integrity, not I need to get all this money. I need to make this much money about this time frame. Actually in the long run, in the short term, it's harrowing. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's hard, but in the long run, I think you really build a business from a place of integrity. And what I'm finding now is that people are coming to me with opportunities to be a partner because they know I'm not just in it for the money.
1: And that's what I was going to say. I was waiting for you to finish up. When people see that, like if you're saying, hey, you don't need my services at this moment right now because you look like you have it together. They're like, oh, she's not trying to just make a sale. And they're like, oh, I know somebody over here that can probably use your services. So I love that you said that because that integrity goes a long way in business. And I love that you're like, I'm not, you don't have to follow all the things that the gurus say you're supposed to be doing. (laughs) It's like you can make your business your own. So I love that. So tell us more about how we can find more of you online and your businesses.
0: Well, sure. We're launching the third of our Business Unusual series through Diversity Masterminds. And you can find that on YouTube and on our website, which is diversymasterminds.com. On October, in October, we're launching a live cohort of diversity masterminds. But if you miss that, because I think this is going to air after that, mm-hmm. there's always the on-demand course, and we offer those live cohorts quarterly. So, and when you buy the on-demand course, if you want to upgrade to the live cohort, then we actually credit you for for that that piece of it. So whatever you spend on the on-demand course goes right into what you would spend in the live cohort because we we know that you know sometimes you just got to take those steps. So the best place to find me is diversitymasterminds.com. And then if you're building a business development team or you really want to get people on board with an all-out go-to-market strategy or I'm shifting from working in the federal government to corporate clients, then you can find me at 12.5.com.
1: And all of those links will be down below, guys. You don't have to go search and I'll make sure that you are linked to get those courses and to find those websites. So you always know we always like to leave the podcast with a quote and the guests are giving the quote and I love yours. And I have to read it or I'm going to say it wrong. <laughs> so it says the habit of talking the talk has distracted many people from walking the walk. Success is always the outcome of walking the talk. By Edmund Bianca. and you can tell me if I said that wrong. Um, you got but, it. perfect. Okay, <laughs> so tell me why that's a quote that you live by. So I think this goes back to the integrity piece of it,
0: right? There's a lot of people out there that, you know, in, in my space, in diversity, equity, inclusion, people are like, I'm all about this. I'm I'm doing this, and then it's like, okay, well what are you buying from Black-owned businesses? What are you buying from LGBT-owned businesses? And they're like, well, I am a diverse business, so I don't have to count that. I don't have to do that. I think that's one example. And certainly you can see it from the big corporations, the ones who are you know, making a big statement, but then not backing it up. And So I think when you come at something with integrity, it might be hard. It might be uncomfortable at first, but I'm going to work at it and I'm going to do it right. That's when success comes. When you actually don't, you don't just say something, but you actually go out and do it.
1: I love that. So this episode seems like it's all about integrity as well. (laughs) I love how you just mix that in there. So you guys, you make sure you, you didn't catch all the dems. Go back and listen to this episode from the beginning, because it's not just about making your goals, but it's also about having that integrity in your business or your whatever it is that you're doing in life, having that integrity in there built into it. So make sure you come back and listen to this episode and make sure you come back and listen to the next episode on the podcast of the Drop This Fire Night podcast have been listening to another episode of drop the aspiring act if you're looking for more information on this podcast and other episodes please visit queenbaygoals.com